Back in the stew, Twisted Tiger Studio. <laughs> Twisted Tiger Studio, yeah. Tortured Tiger. How uh, happy uh, Hanukkah? Not Hanukkah, but what was uh, <laughs> happy what's, Hanukkah? What's, dude, you, the Jews have so many different uh, <laughs> little did, incremental. Too many. What We're was so the one you just did? Like Pass, that. Passover. That we one. We did Passover a few yeah. weeks back. Yeah, that was dope. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, that's the one where we celebrate uh, invoking, summoning the angel of death to destroy the firstborn children of. Uh, of the entire nation of Egypt. Honestly, uh, one of the most futures uh, holidays that there there pretty is. Pretty metal, really, man. You know, pretty hardcore. When we had still. Um, but no, good to have you back. Glad yeah, uh, that you had it. Um, yeah, we're chilling. We're chilling. How are you? What have you been up to, man? What's going on? Good, man. Just, uh-huh. uh, you know, uh, trying to train the intern. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, aside from that, you know. Just, She's working uh, on a, her string module right now. It's very important. But other than that, going on, dude, I might might have some uh, interesting stuff to share for the pod in the near future. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you want to just like uh, jump on right into it? And, yeah, like, let's uh, just jump. Let's just plug our noses. Let's do and do a little hand wave when you you know when you jump into the pool and you do like you pl- you plug your you like pin your nose with your one hand and then you do like a hand wave like this. Yeah. You know that. I I think I know that. You do yeah. that every time you jump in the pool. I've seen you. Well, I I You're scream uh, no every time I jump in the pool. Yeah, but. yeah, that's always been weird. Right? Like, why is he screaming no while he's jumping in? <laughs> Someone says if <laughs> some dark force is taking over his brain. Um, it's just max split personalities. Um, but yeah, we'll 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 talk about that on another podcast. Yeah, in our in our uh, Patreon. Uh, podcast but what uh what's this podcast all about jenna yeah it's the future's out it's about the future which is now now but in fact it's actually kind of shitty in many ways uh many ways and that we hope to interrogate uh in order to find out how we might you know maybe have a better alternative uh future that is currently happening in the present as opposed to the past um you know what i mean yeah um so yeah that's 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 the shit here at the future's out and let's uh let's um let's start off uh with uh what do, what do we want to talk about first Maybe just a quick uh just, you know we'll not not keep it on such a heavy note but just to, as well, a as yes. an acknowledgement before we move on you want so to talk about shitty horrible future timelines yeah, so as uh, we're as we're recording this, literally like uh less than twenty four hours ago, uh there was a story that came out that uh there was like a draft proposal um suggesting that the Supreme Court's gonna overturn Roe v. Wade, which is like the biggest abortion protection. You guys probably have definitely heard a lot about it now that this is out, but um, you know, I don't think we have too much to say, uh, except for that like there's, you know, obviously a huge consequences to this and you know want to make sure that we you know we mentioned it yeah acknowledge that it's like a pretty horrifying fucking state of affairs um pretty much for like any woman 
uh, in the country, which is like half of all people. Uh, it's pretty horrific. I mean, you would think like, I think there's been, I think the general attitude was like, even though, you know, abortion is still like a flashpoint issue that this is sort of a settled question. Um, and you know, I think the overwhelming majority of people as far as polling goes are, are think that abortion should be legal per the terms of, of, of the Roe v. Wade decision. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just goes to show you, I don't know, all the people who wanted to say how like having these really right wing judges appointed to the court, like shouldn't actually, isn't going to pose that much of a threat per se, because, you know, it's not a political institution. The court is, it's, you know, it's, it's juridical. And like, these people are gonna, you know, like Amy, Amy Coney Barrett. It's like, I'm going to put aside the fact that I'm a literal fundamental, fundamental ist Christian, uh, when I make my decisions and like, of course that's not going to color it. It's like, well, you know, sort of cast that into substantial doubt now. So I don't know. I guess the role of the Supreme Court is going to probably enter some renewed scrutiny uh, in this country if if this goes forward. Uh, But whatever that happens or doesn't, it definitely fucking is pretty horrible and and sad and sucks for, for anyone in this country who, yeah, I don't know. Like thought that they had the right to control their own reproduction. Um, it's pretty yeah, shit. Yeah, if you're uh, to anyone who's like feeling really down, just you know we're with you. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you if you were feeling upset before, you know, it's like it helms deep. You know, you can see our Gandalf on the hill on the third day. It's it's me and Mac and the Futures All podcast. Um, but no, it's true. Um. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, we'll we'll come out of this with some some something short of a restriction of abortion rights, uh, in in carte blanche. But I don't know. Uh, Lord only knows at this point. Um, but yeah, shitty stuff. Um, shall we get on to more other shitty stuff? Yeah, let's talk about other shitty stuff that's actually probably not going to mean anything at all, though. Which <laughs> is the, the best type of shitty, which is, yeah, shitty and stuff. the bread and butter of this podcast. <laughs> stuff that sucks that actually probably won't even happen in the first place. You know, shitty um, Blade Runner. That's what we, that's that's the uh, that's the cream of the that's the, that's the you know the the, the Venn diagram of uh, a man, dumb. We should have thought about that's good. We should have <laughs> thought about that. I feel like we could have come up with a better name for this podcast with with a Blade Runner pun. Um, We'll keep it for the next one. Um, okay, so uh, I guess right off the top of the top of the bat, off the top of my ass, as you once said one time, which is always always stuck in my head. For the um, off the top of my ass, I'm thinking about uh, the the DHS. What is the DHS and Mac? What 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 are, what is their new? Uh, <laughs> what is their hot new fucking remit? Uh, per the Biden administration, who is as always right on top of the beating heart of uh, of 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 uh, of issues in, on the in the United States. Yeah. So the Department of Homeland Security, the the great agency that brought you uh, TSA mm-hmm. at the airport and brought you uh, ICE that deports people yep. left and right. So they have a new, uh, you know, kind of new remit. And I wish I had the actual name, but basically, this is not too far off. It's the Depor- Disinformation Squad, and it's actually called the. Disinformation Governance? Yeah, that's right. The Board of Disinformation Governance, or the Disinformation Board. 
Disinformation Governance Board. Dif- disinformation Governance Board. So that's, you know, D D I B Dib. Dib as it were. D G B. Oh, D G B. Yeah, D D G B. What else is D G B? Well, there's there's a there's DMB, Dave Matthews Band. So this is worse than DMB, surprise, like believe it or not. But yeah, so basically we could go into it. But the this disinformation board that we've talked about, you know, the disinformation, misinformation sort of phenomena that's happening now, and the Biden administration has kind of taken this on. Uh, Biden, who's an eighty-nine-year-old uh, man, we're eighty-two or eighty-nine. He's, he's not eighty nine. I mean, he might as well be. But he's <laughs> he's, I think he's like not... 80, 82 or something. But uh, regardless, uh, Biden, the, who's a hundred and three year old, <laughs> who's who's ancient, yeah, he's uh, doing his best. He's yeah. The Biden administration, seventy nine. Really? Yeah. Okay. Honestly, he looks like shit. For yeah. Me. Damn. Literally, Diane Feinstein is like. Wow. Well, her brain she's is not, pudding, she's not but doing she so great either. No, she's not. But she like. I don't know. He just looks like a zombie. Anyway, so he, his administration, which the DHS reports to the president, they're starting this as a way to, it's two-pronged, it's to fight disinformation supposedly coming from the Russian government, which, you know, everyone at this point has probably heard about uh, the supposed threat that's coming from the Russian government interfering in elections and all that. And the second part is uh, the DHS, which is involved in, like, border shit, uh, border enforcement. They're trying to stop misinformation that, for some reason or another, is like encouraging more migrants to cross at the border, which is important because right now we're at actually a 22-year record high of like border crossings at the at the border. So it's a kind of strange combination of things. I was like, you know, I covered the whole misinformation thing, and I was not aware that misinformation or disinformation was 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 what was causing. <laughs> people to flee their countries to yeah, come to the u.s I thought it was but uh, supposedly other, other stuff yeah like war-torn countries and that, corruption and yeah. gangs but no it, it's the united states has actively had a hand in fomenting but so this is part. uh so this is uh yeah this is the disinformation board and the actual remit of it is unclear but basically uh and this is where we can get into it but uh they're tasked with sort of like pointing out these things and like supposedly trying to uh solve it but you know this is a difficult thing for anyone to do let alone like a government agency i think it, you know we could spend many many eons talking about the complexities of like managing uh information that like is amplified on the internet which i think is totally a thing and there's a lot of like people that are like have their own interests and in manipulating information but yeah basically this got picked up by everyone on the right wing as like an example of the 1984 ministry of truth yeah, type the of shit. it was like a big any republican big, has ever read or claims to or have claim, yeah has not even read. probably read they just as many republicans as have have read 1984 as have read white fragility i'm just gonna say that like they they quote them at, at the same the same yeah frequency. well <laughs> yeah and like don't come to me because i've i read white fragility cover to cover every <laughs> i'm sure you day do yeah <laughs> in order to remind myself my fragility um but yeah, yeah, sorry, that was a soliloquy. No, no, bit. no, it's it's important. Um, I mean, none of this is important, but <laughs> in, in 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 the very limited terms of this conversation, it is. Um, yeah, it's so fucking stupid. I mean, again, like the DHS, there's been good reporting about how ineffectual and redundant and foolish the entire existence of the DHS, which it should be stated, 
was only created after 9-11. So it's like about a 20-year-old agency whose entire job is, yeah, you know, overseeing our fucking Nazified border with uh, Mexico and the TSA, as you mentioned. Um, and, uh, well, it's, know. it's like an extremely bad look that it's the DHS, right? Because it's like, right. it, it would, like I, my perspective is that it would have been bad if any, like my perspective is that like the, the disinformation thing as it is, is not something that is really a government thing to solve. But taking that aside, if you're going to pick any agency to do it, the DHS is probably the worst one to do. Because like you said, it was formed directly after uh 9-11 and is responsible for some of the most egregious like civil liberty violations that are publicly acknowledged by both parties at this point right like yeah and and specifically uh you know it's like absolutely associated with like the the gigantic war that we were lied into um in in so far you know in the iraq war that was literally justified by pure lies um from the, the de- government the so tension of like iraqis and stuff within the united states you yeah know? it's incredible that like now we're supposed to say like okay these are the arbiters of what is true and what is not true and like i think they've like giving it some type of fig leaf of like oh this is really for haitian immigrants like that we care so much about um which is bizarre right because it's like no, like and we that's no never one in the been... government gives a single fuck about anyone who's lined up on the border trying to escape like the horrible war-torn or or just impoverished country that we've probably created for them if they're coming from haiti or guatemala or el salvador or honduras um you know to name a few so the notion that they're like oh this is to and like prevent people from because apparently there were like memes circulating or information circulating that like if you made it to the southern border you would be able you would be let into the country no matter what yeah um for and then therefore a lot of people from haiti made their way to to the southern border and then were like you know left high and dry go figure um that's but, like beating around the like you know not to sound like a fucking tucker carlson figure but it is like super beating around the bush because like the this, this and this is true. There's like a record number of people crossing the border, but there's like several. There's many things that go into it. One is that there is actually tons of conflict going on in like in 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 Central and South America. But two is that like Biden has, you know, for justifiable reasons, like decreased the you know amount of like strict punitive measures that happen with yeah, fucking border crossing. So it is like natural that you would have more people seek it but it's trying to like explain that away with like that it's like a misinformation issue and i would and i would add that like i think that the timing of it is is rich this, so this was yesterday literally the same dhs like ice which is operated under the dhs it was just revealed that they uh up until like next uh this uh this uh september they're spending 7 million dollars on uh, a facial recognition company um basically as a way to uh it's it's called an alternative to detention program and so basically there's so many people who are being processed that are migrants that uh ICE is like instead of holding them and processing them or letting them go they're giving them these phones with like these fa- these surveillance companies to basically keep uh biometric uh check-in tabs on them at all times um 
And so there's over like 10,000 migrants who haven't technically been, you know, decide one way or another what their fate is going to be, who are now, rather than being released, given these, uh, you know, these advanced uh, uh, monitoring apps. So it, 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 it feel I don't think this is the case, but it does feel like a sort of example of like, wave the right hand while the left hand is like doing this other thing right it's like even though even though the the, the way the disinformation thing was I fucking perceived doubt, was i doubt bad. that any of this is like as coordinated as sure. that like and like yeah i think you know the fact that we're just like putting people into like in, in like eternal probation while their fucking cases like work their way through the absolute just like endless bowels of of uh of our you know immigration courts when yeah i mean i think many many more people should be allowed to fucking enter this country um than are currently allowed to um and and the fact that yeah they have to just like i guess it's better than being put into like a fucking into a jail cell um but i yeah again i would doubt i doubt that like there's like this type of sleight of hand coordination because i just think these organizations are probably much too incompetent and and like understaffed or and so on to to accomplish that in the first place um but yeah i don't know i mean this whole thing is just like it just reeks to me like of the you know the biden administration who's putting like announcing this fucking splashy new uh you know arm of uh of dhs uh is just like just like trying to look like it's doing something um about like something that especially like it's really just like liberal voters like this is just for like the base of people who vote for the democratic party because i think like you're at it's amazing like your average person stop your average person who votes in this country is like not fucking i i would be shocked if disinformation was at like the top of their fucking ticket of what concerns them you know what i mean like uh i i think a lot of people have a mo- many more immediate concerns um uh about like their own lives and how they're going to make rent and like live and have health care and so on and the rest uh more than like fucking r- how russian disinformation is affecting their democracy which is just like absolutely the province of like insane fucking liberals and freaks who write for washington post and editorial boards and live on the upper west side of manhattan uh so and like yeah i mean i setting aside that the whole thing is sort of a yeah, silly farce this yeah i mean I, I like just because people don't care about something doesn't mean it's not important like i, I mean we've talked about this a whole other podcast but like i think like i'm way more willing to like say there's like you know there's the there's the silly like russiagate shit which is like obviously dumb but there's also like there is just like a real issue with um, the way, you know, information is amplified on social media right now. And I think that's a real thing. And like, I, you know, have seen the shit from these companies that prove that they know it's happening. Right. And they, they can like, they can change what is it. Disinformation? But this is like the thing where you get into just these sort of fucking ontological questions of like, what counts as disinformation? You know what I mean? When like so much of what is printed in the New York Times in in or any other institution is just like pat could be clearly you know strong case to be made that it's just patently false. I mean, so much editorializing takes place. 
there's so much fucking propaganda on the behalf of um, I think the dis I mean like the counts, misinformation you know? deformation is like different it's all. not no none of it is clear cut so then but, like but I think there is like at least what like people who are like academics and are serious about that shit what they will make it clear distinction is like at least with the like disinformation versus misinformation there there are like clear cut like there's there are campaigns that every company that every country does like you can trace back where something comes from that's like a troll farm sure. from a country. Like, that the is United like... The United States that's, does a whole fucking well, gang of ex- that. Preci- yeah, I mean, it doesn't... So everyone, how, like, it's way? not... It's not... That's, that's not... It's not like a... That right. one does so it or then, not. Then, it's like, just that it's like... So then this would just essentially be seen as, like, an arm of, like, the United States State Department, if not, like, the Pentagon, basically? Because well, it's my, all about in- competition with other states. Well, that's my, that's my position from the beginning, was I don't but think it should be any part of the government dealing with this, because the way that this, like, is even a problem is because it's coming through the platforms, right? And, like, there's the platforms themselves... Like, you're not having a disinformation war on, like, the San Diego Tribune, right? The, the only reason it's able to affect the way it does now is because of, like these like huge complicated like effects that these huge network like these multi-billion people networks have the only way you solve that and there's like ways to make it better or worse is like through the companies you can't get the state the state department can't fix that you know what i mean like that's not the state department's not going to be able to like close the funnel of like certain information getting like spread on facebook or something right that's something that like in my view, has I to be done at the company no level. One, there's no doing that. And, like, I think we'll get into it in a bit later when we talk about Twitter. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I just think that's a bit of a... I don't know. I think, like, the whole disinformation thing is, is just, A, something that's been around for a while, and, B, to the extent that it's more easily done now is just something that we have to factor into the landscape. Because I think, like, any attempt at chasing it down is just, like, it's going to be too slow and like yeah a lot of people have taken the piss out of this whole dga the the disinformation governance board like right away because it seems really stupid um but i don't know i mean like we probably i think have just different come from the to this from different slightly different perspectives but you know I, i i just look at anything disinformation is just like a new way of branding um you know, just anything but what is like the the mainstream narrative that is trying to be hawked. Uh, that's like, but that's just as, like not the not way. Cool that's like or, not or the not, way that not not kosher. That's just like not the way that like that's like a, that's one way that it's presented. But like people who like there's literally like people who have no bone to pick. They're like random academics who say this shit that's like it's way more well, I'm not, nuanced than like plenty of than academics that. have plenty of bones right to pick, but it's not plenty of the academics in history have also been fucking right but it's not like I, I think i think to like too. to say to say to just dismiss the effects of like literally the most prominent like platforms and how they change the way we communicate online is like way too dismissive like it's fine I'm to be dis- skeptical dismissing like, the platforms i'm just saying i think what people are mostly reacting to is like what and that's changing the way things work is not fake completely false information it's people who have l- broadly speaking an accurate uh grasp of whatever corner of this of the issue that they're they're chewing on 
Um, I think I agree. People, yeah, it's I not think just fewer like people are like hits. absolutely bamboozled. I yeah, think most people have it's... a sense of what's happening and are responding more or less logically to it. Yeah, but it, I you guess that's I mean? the that's, that's why that's why it's like way thing. more complicated because it's you're right. It's not that like there's just these like you know it's not like the sky is is gray or like the sky is like is like red. It's it is way more nuanced. But again, it's like there's it's it would take way too long to to like parse it out. But it's it's not even the fact that like it's 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 a matter of like scale and of like the like the fact that like you know you or I or like any random person looking at something it's like you're not a dummy necessarily but it's like when you amplify things onto a scale and like onto the uh the speed and pace that these platforms have it changes the whole game because it's a matter of like percentages and like it's just way more complicated is is what I'm getting at and I don't think it's as easily explained um as well, sure as, things like, are complicated but my and like and like literally like, literally like these no. these like like I've like been working at like I've been working on a project right now recently where it's like it's about basically all these like internal like engineers at Facebook who are talking about like the pros and cons of like all their little minutiae changes to the algorithm and it's like that you they have the receipts where it's like little like minor changes to like you know how much a point of like a uh, preference a reshare gets or like a laugh gets literally when you when you do it for like a day it has dramatic changes onto like what makes it to the top of like what's shared or like what viewpoint is trending like it is it is that connected that it's like super complicated yeah, you know but that shit's very fungible um so precisely but, right yeah. well i guess another thing just like regardless of what you think of like disinformation as a concept the fact that Biden named this lady Nina Jankovich as as like who is going to be like heading up this disinformation task force, and her she is basically just like a, a like a completely like blue wave like lib lib mania uh like Twitter poster. Um, who was literally talking about like posting like crazy about like the fucking, I don't know. I don't know if you, whatever the fucking, the whole Biden laptop shit is literally just like not decided not to fucking know what that is. And I don't care. Yeah. It's been a full skip for me, but apparently like, yeah, I don't know. I guess he had a bunch of like dick pics of like him smoking crack out of his own dick on like, not, not, yeah. The the young Joe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Not Joe. Hunter Hunter Biden. Yeah. Joe was, Joe was taking the photos. Not, not, not in them. Um, but like, and just posting about like, you know, just off the top posting about how like, uh, Russia should be like cowed and beaten down uh, now that they've chosen to uh, attack Ukraine, which is just like, I don't know. It's like you you would think if like the disinformation person should be like a little maybe relatively neutral or have like a bit of a low profile on Twitter if they're going to be like the arbiter of truth and fact. Um, And like, obviously, a lot of, you know, shithead Republicans have taken her to task for this and said that this is stupid. But, you know, a a broken clock is right twice a day as well. Well, that's why like literally any that's why any head of these agencies is, you know, not the right person to be doing this shit because they're all fucking blowhard, whatever they are. Um, Yeah, indeed. But 
Um, well, why don't we move on so we yeah, can get the on. get the pace, you know, get the train going on. Yeah, let's keep running train on the news. Uh, s- do you want to talk about maybe bring it back home to to New York since we're <clears throat> since we're here? New York, concrete jungle where dreams. I'll are let you pull it up. up. So last time we were talking about how uh you know in the wake of this shooting event in New York, uh, the mayor uh Eric Adams had proposed trying to bring in. Uh, this new sort of uh, prototype uh, gun detection uh, software into subways, which is still which is still uh, uh, to be determined. But in that same vein, there was a similar article that came out, uh, basically saying that like uh, this Democratic congressman in in New York is been trying to lobby for a law that would allow bars and restaurants and even like tobacco shops uh, to use facial recognition. Uh, to verify someone's age, like in place of an ID. Um, do you see that, Jonah? Yes, I did. James Scoofus, who Scoofus. literally looks like a high schooler, um, <laughs> is clearly like cashing checks from like one of these fucking companies because he's essentially, you know, I mean, so much of lawmaking is solving problems that don't exist so you can look like you're doing something, but this is like really takes the cake because like. The notion is that no. The notion is that uh, what this state senator guy Scoofus is calling the new frontier of age verification. More like doofus. More like but doofus. Um. So yeah, bars, restaurants, and uh, bodegas and convenience stores as well. That would literally be like thumbprinting you and scanning your retina and or face. If there's um, one thing that's super annoying about going out in New York, it's having to pull my ID out of yeah, my wallet. Yeah, I know. It's like, the thing I hate the most. <laughs> like, uh, it's like, you know, I keep my wallet on me, but God forbid I have to fucking take my ID out of it. Um, hold on. <laughs> um, I'm under assault. Um because uh because i'm speaking too much truth to power um yeah it's 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 pretty stupid shit i mean but yeah basically the notion is the yeah well go ahead no i was just gonna say just to like underline it is that like if it passed which supposedly there's a similar law that's uh in effect in washington state which uh as i'm as I read is like you can you can use facial recognition to verify identities in like certain venues but if this were to pass you could just go to um like a grocery store or whatever and like get a pack of cigarettes and it would verify you and and at least on like the document that he was pitching this as the scoofus the doofus he was uh kind of hinting that like you wouldn't the the age verification wouldn't even need to verify your identity it would just be verifying your age so, uh, in that sense, it's, I guess, sort of interesting because, like, you don't have to ever show someone your ID. It would just be, like, a non-ID based, like, uh, they're just relying on the AI to, like, tell your age. Um, but, you know, a- as I'm obliged to say, that's fucking retarded because, like, there's so many known issues with precisely that problem with uh, even the the most tested facial recognition services right now. So. Uh, for one, and this is like has gotten better, but it's not perfected. Like facial recognition is much, much, much worse at correctly identifying black people and specifically black women, which there are a 
large percentage of in New York City, and um, and that is like even under the best, uh, you know, perfect circumstances under controlled settings. Um, so to have this like be something that's being used, you know, at the middle of the night or whatever when you're going just trying to get a drink, it seems uh, unfounded at best. Um, and they say that like it's like something that you can opt into, so you can still provide your ID if you want. But uh, I'm like very skeptical of how that would work because presumably, I mean, you, you've worked at a restaurant, Jonah. Like, I, I think it's like the lowest. I correct me if I'm wrong, but you're not super like, uh, your top priority is not like paying attention to whether or not you're going to like let a security camera uh, take someone's biometric photo right when they come and get a drink. Like it's 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 you know just this shit is just it's this will never happen and like eh, it, it, I that's where I'm like it no, might it, <laughs> it just might I don't think it will and like this guy is clearly like a flack for one of these like he clearly had a fucking. A, con- a a conversation with one of these companies and like you know who show who told him how you know how many opportunities might come of him you know making it a fucking law that like their technology has to be used in every bar convenience store and restaurant in the fucking state like it just smacks of fucking corruption and it's so stupid and yes as you say like having worked in many bars and restaurants in new york in the proud excelsior state it's just like we're barely fucking getting getting things done. Uh, we're barely we're barely slinging your drinks. Uh, not because it's even that hard of a job, just because most of us are fucked up on drugs and <laughs> lack of sleep and uh, just generally irresponsible people. So the fact that we're gonna be like in charge of your of your data, yeah, it's like, ridiculous. Have, like, I'm like. <laughs> You, I scan your face and I accidentally press the button that tells me like how big your dick is, and shows me pictures of your of your of your like your children and your high school yearbook photo. Like I'm definitely gonna sell that for for cocaine money, not me personally, but like the the er version of me. Some hypothetical, uh, you know, um, nega version um of of me the the restaurant worker um so yeah fuck that bad news bad news bears although you know it is true like i feel like our our convenience store freedoms have been eroded steadily over time like you know um it was bloomberg who tried to stop us from having big sodas um you know They've definitely cracked down on selling Lucy Sigs. Dude, they're about to crack down on menthol. They're about you to see crack that? Down Isn't on that fucking yeah, crazy? That's insane, man. I was okay. That's yeah, crazy. Like, We're gonna have to have an emergency <laughs> podcast. <laughs> We're like, dude, uh, time to just yeah, break open the weapons caches, start the underground guerrilla movement. That is so fucked up. I mean, uh, that shit's horrible. I mean. It's just like a classic. Where's the Supreme Court here? Like, come on. Oh, yeah, I know, man. (laughs) How are they going to fucking sign off on this? Uh, It's just fucked up. It's just racist shit, too. Because it's just like, listen, like, menthols are overwhelmingly smoked by black people. And it is true. I guess that's why they're saying that's the, you know, supposedly. I know, but let people have their fucking one thing, you know? It's like, outlawing it is only going to create, you know, it only creates a black market trade. And then that's just people who are going to get arrested. 
I don't know. It fucking sucks, man. It's just like in this just day and age where everything's getting worse and like people have less money to go around and things are tougher and like you're trying to make thing make 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 do and then like the government's response is like, oh hey, you know your favorite little vice, the thing that just gets you through the day and like doesn't hurt anyone? Well, that's illegal now. Well, yeah, I mean I'm not oh, my not a mental God. expert, but from like the I'm little, a mental expert. little yeah, I am you I, you I are PhD. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm actually anti mental. But Me, from, like, I am too, but the I shit, started the shit, the shit I've I've okay. like seen is like the argument behind that is that like it does is disproportionately smoked amongst like low income black people and so they've like twisted it to say that like by banning it it's like it's writing a injustice that's a wrong but like my perspective is that like that is like inherently kind of racist in itself like people like the way like tell like like protecting someone from their own like decision of like smoking whatever it is they're smoking i don't know i'm just that's that seems like a little, uh, I mean, little savior it is complex. True, to, and there to is me, like a but... racist history to menthol cigarettes because, like, they are like even worse for you in many respects than regular cigarettes, and they have been like disproportionately marketed towards like black uh, uh, demographics and like more black people. Like menthols are smoked by by African American communities much more than than uh, any other. And so, like, you know, I say, like, I guess banning them is purportedly going to have, like, a better, uh, a positive public health outcome. But it's just fucking big brother shit because people won't stop smoking them, man. I mean, if you, I don't know if you noticed, but Rolly Tobacco was outlawed in New York City, like, really? Of, no like, last year. Yeah. And it's, like, still everywhere. Behind that. Still fucking get it. It's just, what? like, now there's no. Why? Why they? What was the point of that? Just uh, you know, I just think that it, just more of just like making cigarette smoking as as uh, detestable and difficult as possible in this in this in the hopes of like you know cutting down on it in general. Um, you know, one of the last groups that it's okay to discriminate against smokers. Um, <laughs> uh, but but we stand tall. I don't actually smoke. Uh, if you're listening to this, mom or dad. Um. But yeah, yeah, the the whole menthol thing, it's just like, cr- you know, it's just criminalizing fucking, obviously it's not like you're going to go to jail if you are caught with a pack of Newports, but it's just like, I don't know, like, is that how you fucking marshal people to your side by like taking the little harmless vice that is, yeah, it's bad for you, but it's like, there's so much shit that's bad for you. Let people have the things that get them through the day. It feels man. very out of touch. It's like, so out of touch. Yeah, yeah. It feels, yeah, it, it feels very out of touch, but, um. But okay, so next up, um, I mean, maybe the last thing, then we'll take a little break. Um, but you know, there's this is there's not really a huge news pack here, but we sort of, uh, you know, in a previous episode, have talked about uh, the growing labor movement within uh, tech, which you know, if we presume that like Amazon and Apple and Google are just going to hold every job in the foreseeable future, which it's possible they just may because they're so big and powerful, then uh, we may all be working for them at some point. So it's incredibly important to have uh, our, our stall bearers, uh, you know, trying to get some, uh, some just compensation for their work. And we've actually seen some progress on that, which was about a, almost a month ago now at this point. Um, yeah. Amazon, which is like, as we've discussed many times in this podcast with like the, their notorious suicide box and other like, uh, <laughs> yes. you know, just 
just torrentially horrible working conditions that they, they put people through. Uh, but yeah, so there's actually some positive news on that front, which is that about a month ago at this point, a Amazon warehouse facility in Staten Island, which is not far from where we are now, uh, actually became the first Amazon, uh, you know, collective to like properly unionize. They won their vote by, it wasn't even that close. It was like 230 to like 190 or something, something around those, those range. Yeah, they won by a pretty and, substantial uh, margin. And it was a huge thing. I mean, it was like, I don't think, no one thought they were going to get blown out, but I don't think, you know, I, I interviewed a couple of the people working on it uh, the day of, and like they were all saying they were surprised that they won. Um, so it was like, a, yeah. it was a, it was a, it was like a fucking huge victory for them, which, um, you know, regardless of what you think about any of it, it's, it's big because, you know, there was a, as we covered last year, actually on the podcast, there was a huge, uh, union vote in Bessemer, Alabama and Amazon warehouse and it, and it didn't work out yeah, and it was like lost, a big blow, they but lost fairly badly too, but this, yeah, but this one was like, it was a huge deal because like it shows that like it can be done. And like, it was also done by a union that was like really scrappy and upstart and now um you know as we're speaking there's another union amazon union in staten island that's voting to unionize and uh there's two uh apple retail places that are voting to unionize so you know depending on how you look at it you can make an argument that there's like a a trend going here right that there's um i mean it's for sure and uh so yeah that's just setting the scene but um but yeah, if you want to talk with the union or about anything else, um, it's a pretty crazy story how it how it all happened, honestly. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, for one, like, there's been like a wave of union activity uh, in the past couple years when like, if you take into account the fact that like the state of unions in this country compared to say 60 years ago is piss poor. I mean, I think it's like fewer than 6% of people who work in private in in the in the you know uh work for some private industry or small business as opposed to you know people who are public or government employees are are unionized compared to like close to 20 percent if not more uh 50 50 60 years ago so unions have collapsed in in large in large part which for many reasons that we can't really go into here but um yeah it's been like a, a sort of burbling back to the surface and this is a huge win i mean amazon as you said uh is like one of the biggest employers uh one of the biggest employers of just like small time just wage laborers the second uh, largest employer in the u.s like yeah. just bu- like behind, just behind walmart? walmart yeah, yeah. i think it's one out of a 11 workers are in the u.s are amazon workers which is yeah. crazy think and like suffi- and you know it, it, suffice it to say like being in a union absolutely uh, redounds to better benefits better pay more control over the conditions of your work i mean that's that much is pretty much clear by history um, particularly and- in the amazon case i mean like they, they're a specific case where um you know they, they're I think there, if you had to like make a textbook example of like why you need like sort of certain protections that are not offered by the company, it's like Amazon's a good example of it. Yeah, very um, much so. Ironically, and I think this is like ties into the whole like context of the union stuff, which is why it's interesting that things are changing, is that like unlike in the past, 
the wage issue with like Amazon is almost like not even really the biggest thing. Like there's way more, especially at the warehouses in the South um, where like you can make a pretty decent living uh, working at one of these warehouses compared to like minimum wage. Like a lot of these people that are like fighting for unions are fighting for things about like, for example, uh, which we've talked about on the podcast that like they are being constantly monitored by like efficiency algorithms, right? That like force them to work uh, without taking any breaks because the they're constantly being monitored. Health. Exactly, yeah, I mean, right? People's and it's like, like legs and bodies are giving out under these like, yeah. algorithms, and turnover at Amazon facilities is astonishingly high. Like they basically just use people up and spit them out and on like, purpose too. On like purpose, it's yeah, intentionally because they don't want people to stay there. I mean. One of the things that is was was spoken about by ALU, which is the Amazon, the Amazon Labor, Labor Union, union which, is, yeah. which is interesting in its own right because it's they created their own union as opposed to unionizing under the auspices of like a larger established union, which is is interesting because that's that's atypical. Which means it was um, like in this case, it was literally just a few people who were at who worked at that Staten Island warehouse. It, it was literally like as if you, me, was, and like some other person we work with decided we're going to be a union. And that's yeah. basically what they did. Including the main guy, Chris Smalls, who's become like a bit of a minor celebrity and rightly so for his fucking insane dedication to, to getting this done, uh, was fired actually by Amazon for union activity, basically. Uh, but he was fired for walking out um, yeah, back for, in 2020. rabble rousing, basically. Yeah. Uh, he was, and he, he was continued to complaining hang about the COVID policies. Yeah, yeah, for basically for agitating for better working conditions for for himself and like the people who work there. Um so they fired him and you know, he then I mean it is a pretty fucking delicious irony that he then succeeded in unionizing the company by basically just like sleeping at the fucking bus stop that like many of the workers used to get home and to and from the to and from the their jobs uh and like handing out handing out food handing out weed to people and like just getting them like to talk to him and like get get a sense of like what the union could provide um so yeah i mean the whole story is quite cool and interesting and like i encourage people to like look into it and like follow the, the chris malls they actually have like they they got recognized like they they won their vote so like enough people voted at that employ at that warehouse jfk8 to make the union a thing but now they have to like actually negotiate with amazon which is like it's a, it's quite a fucking uh it's quite a fucking job in and of itself so you know the 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 thing is not done per se but uh it it does speak to uh you know a larger trend that some people have touched on uh of of unionization in tech both at like the corporate like white collar and blue collar level and then some of the things that these companies have been doing to like clamp down on it which is significant i mean like amazon and the like and and other companies are not taking this lying down like they're really really stridently opposing any of these unionization efforts which well i something i think yeah i mean i think that like so a couple things one we talked about off mic but the the amp this particular amazon union situation was really cool because it was unique like it's kind of rare that you have like a start like a grassroots like organization beat this like one of the most valuable companies in the world but now like that it's they've had their win 
like like you said, this is where it starts getting really complicated and difficult because like you actually have to negotiate. Um, and so I feel like it's possible that you may see them sort of partner with a larger union just because it's like it's it's a lot of work, man. But and then two, the second part of it is um that yeah, these these companies have been very aggressive, particularly Amazon, have been really aggressive in fighting unions. But I think that like you know, I wrote about this a couple of weeks ago, but it was like if you're Amazon's in Amazon's place, right? I think this is true that you know, it really just takes one. And I think that's the thing that they're really worried about is that like it is it like it seems impossible, but like if you had to make a perfect example for like again, we said a couple times here, but a perfect example of what a union would be useful for, it's like there's no better example than Amazon. And the only thing that's really stopped that from happening is that people thought it wasn't possible. And I think that like, you know, you're gonna fight tooth and nail to keep what happened from happening. And now that it has, like like we said, we we've already seen literally in the month that 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 vote uh, occurred, there's been three different um, warehouses that have tried to unionize. One of them is in a vote right now. So yeah. actually, actually just lost a vote today as we're as we're speaking. But you know, you're gonna have a lot of losses. But like, I think the point is, is that like you're gonna have a lot more people, a lot more warehouses voting in general, right? Because like now they know that this is a thing that's on the table. And I think that's like something that Amazon and increasingly Apple and some of these other places, you know they've had the benefit of like it seeming like it's not a thing that could happen right yeah um, and 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 this is the thing that i think we should we should talk about which is like sure. the thing that we were that we most flagged which is that like yeah this second union uh vote just failed but in staten island as well which is where the first one was too um but this is all happening in the face of like massive anti-union um like you know uh propaganda and mobilization by the companies which i think should tell you in and of itself like what you know where where, you know it's like you know it shows you what um what unions actually represent like if you understand that like there is a bit of a zero-sum relationship between if you work for someone and they and they work for you like they're trying to extract the most value out of you for the least cost because that's how you gain the most profit that's just it's just a simple math equation i mean like like if i'm trying to run a business that makes the most money i need to pay the people who will who will do the work for me the least amount that they will agree to work for because all of the surplus is 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 profit and like especially when it comes down to board holders and your public companies with fiduciary duties to investors like you have to do that um so it just it just makes sense i mean it just makes simple simple sense that you would not want your your workers to have too much power or say over how how much they're paid or the conditions they work under but yeah basically there was a big washington post article about how tech workers are like in 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 the past year or so are like really tech companies rather are like putting a lot of effort into union busting activity including hiring the pinkertons uh who have been around since the 19th century and like uh we're we're literally breaking railroad strikes with clubs and pistols like uh 200 years ago uh as well as doing stuff like uh you know sending just guys around like under the auspices of like 
uh, new employees to just say like, hey, let's like have a rap sesh about why like unions aren't that cool. Yeah, um, I mean, I it's there, very interesting. Is, I mean, I, I'm very much like you know, obviously pro union. I'm in the union, blah blah. But like, there is, uh, there's no, there's just no getting around the fact that a lot of this shit they do is like fucking atrocious. Like, I, there was a couple weeks ago that like I think it came out that Amazon I was doing a story on this. That, the shit like, that, that they the companies do. Well, yeah, like like Amazon in in particular at Staten Island, it it came out that they had they were using five anti-union consultants like third-party consultants yeah. uh, and yeah, they yeah, had yeah. paid them a hundred thousand dollars combined over the course of a of like a couple of like it was a week combined they paid a hundred thousand so dollars egregious a week uh just to like basically to do what you're saying which is just basically to tell people like you should reconsider unions i do i will just say this though as like i think you know it's you know i get i get i get the like not missing the bigger picture thing but i do there is some element of like, uh, you know, I think that the better argument should win type of shit. Whereas like, I think if a, like, like smalls and anyone else who's like telling the workers, like, like, this is why you should join a union. Like that should be enough to win. Like on the other side, I have seen a lot of examples where like, if you like, for example, putting a poster that says like, um, you know, this is why you shouldn't be in a union that's considered like an anti-union violation that's that's in violation of the nlrb it is, it is. It is but like that's where like i'm like i feel like you should you like you should also be allowed to pitch your side right to no, like to it to it but to i a think the thing is that and, companies like, are already have so much undue influence over their workers because for instance they can fire them at any point like but that's not telling them what they get though. you know no, what I mean? but it's that's like, the thing is like the company is is a neutral arbiter like the company is that's the point is that like the workers should decide for themselves completely without the influence of the of of the company that they work for whether or not they want to unionize but the union is not giving them like objective information though no you know it what is. I mean? so no no it no, no it, but n- Yes, it is. No, 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 no. no this is, j- I think this dude, is this is not j- uh, as a if you're like unions. Their goal is to like make sure that like you're not being like brainwashed by abused the, the, and, and right. But have... but people stretch the truth a lot, right? That's a thing. And right, so, but the but company you, should... you work for, but the union has no like. This is the difference, right? A union is not like enriched and does not have its its like operating budget expanded and does not have the people who work for it do not get higher and bigger bonuses and do not get more money by merit of the fact that you are in a union but the company you work for literally extracts more money from you on the basis of you not being unionized so that's a distinct difference it's a differential so i all i'm saying is but that, that's like, no but that's where it is a genuinely different thing well i'm not right i'm not saying they're the same i'm just saying well, that they're like, not at all the same that's like, yeah that's yeah it's a counter it's not a point but it, like the point was just that like it it, it seems like you should like, settle as, law as, I, yeah I know, but, but like, like do you I, don't think that there's some gen- there's some purpose for which like no, I get the I get I get the like the I get the like cost benefit of it. What I what I'm saying is just that like uh, it like I don't sometimes the shit that is called like anti union material seems like like if I were working somewhere, I would rather just like have more information so that I could like wait. Yeah, but my, a lot of this information shit. is like is 
is like i mean i mean but it's like it's like biased on both sides right like it's not really biased on both sides though because i think like if you just there is like this is where you have to get into like what's the the telos like the teleological fact which is that like workers who are in unions have a better outcomes for themselves but that's not that has nothing to do with how it's pitched to a person like that's what i'm saying is that like no, when like like if you companies, were companies if you were no. a person trying to if you, like if i'm randomly joining a company and like which it did and like a union is telling you like why you should join the union like they have you know they have an incentive to like stretch the truth which everyone does because you're trying to like no but the like, union is is like it's it's your it's your own people it's like it's it's literally it has no higher ulterior motive like, it's for you to be in the union though yeah, because the which, more people in the union the stronger the union is right like but that, what is the but the union at the end of the day like there is no there's the union is not extracting profit or anything it's not you. that though it, but, no, but it so still like, but, it but still influences how you exists to just in, to to promulgate and, and enhance the power of workers that's fair 100 percent. but that doesn't mean that they're giving you accurate information necessarily like just like you no that's i don't know like I mean, I think all they, i'm saying is that like you do. can buy you can buy into it which is fine as you probably should but so I'm you saying would rather is, have this like pro bot like corporate and business propaganda well (laughs) no i would rather have just like i would because you're saying the union's doing propaganda so you'd rather have more business propaganda as well to balance it no i want to have like posters as well of the i think propaganda is the wrong i think that like i think some things i think some things that are like i think some things that are called propaganda are like using the term loosely is what i'm getting at like if you're if you're telling if i'm a manager and i come up to you and i say like you know join the union if you want but this is why i think that like maybe you shouldn't that should well that already happens propaganda. yeah that's that's considered propaganda where it's like if you well, it s- is. on the other end if you like mischaracterize you know something about like not joining the union that isn't treated the same way and i'm just saying that like if you were well, like a random person weird. i don't know i just like you should it should you should be the one like making the choice everybody is like, making their own choice but i think it's just strange to make that case when like it's been categorically shown like beyond all doubt that like being in a union redounds to a str- effect like again no, no, you're no, getting no, to like, is, the effect though, like, I mean, to an extent like, it is and like so I, I i but and like that's the thing where one thing is genuinely misleading and the other is not because like being in it you're saying it's not about the effect which uh, to grant that like being in a union does afford you privileges and a better experience and more power as a worker so then it is genuinely i don't see how you can say it's it's in any way misinformation to tell people hey it's in your interest to do this whereas work whereas the bosses and like uh, big companies are saying it's actually it's hurting you to do this but they're lying because it's in their interest which is opposite to yours so that's where it's genuinely because because that's just comes i think apart. the difference is that like that's assuming every single union every single interaction is the same regardless of what your work is or what your interaction is and i'm like every conversation is not the same is what i'm saying and like but in um, in in in, in so far as workers and and union control is like 
unionized workers make more money they have better right. benefits but that's not always the case right like I that, think that like, is like it's more or less always the case there's like, not it's not more or less there's like in some cases it is and some cases it isn't right like you, i would like love this to see is, it like in most industries that again right or wrong like most industries that like like billionaires aren't in unions right millionaires aren't in unions like yeah, the, well, they these don't are, work for people some of them do a lot of them do right like a lot of like people at like there's a lot of industry like the point is uh, is that like there's it's not a catch-all of like you're better off probably being a union most cases other than not but like yes, that just definitely. that being the case like you should i think that like if i'm joining a place i should be getting like yeah, the right information and not do, just like you can but this is the thing is like why should the company the part the party that has undue influence over you because they cut your fucking paychecks they should be restrained to to a certain degree in how they tell you how you relate to them as their employee like that's what's uh, free information is way more a function of like you being able to get information from the outside than literally having to hear and like you know one of the things that's gone into in this Washington Post article is like people who work for these Amazon warehouses and other places who are literally taken off of the line of their jobs and forced to watch captive audience videos about why unions are bad. That I agree is unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, well, the so 99% like, of the shit I agree is like unacceptable. Like anytime you're requiring right. someone to do shit, like, I, people are trust required me, I, to watch I agree. anti-union That's stuff all while I, they're I was, on Yeah, I was just paid. making the distinction that like I again starting off i grant that all that is like unacceptable and bad it's it's just that like i think like there's like you cannot have any conversation with any manager telling you anything at all without it being considered anti-union propaganda in certain circumstances which i think is like that's where i'm like if i I, there's plenty of those conversations that go on though in the normal course of business and like i think fighting and like to categorize some of that as actual like browbeating and and sort of um coercion which it is is good because like it happens constantly and probably much of it is not like no you know think about it like most people who are working at a fucking amazon or a walmart warehouse like are not having like union arbiters like swooping in to say to like swat the knuckles of the managers who are talking to them it's like the the landscape is broadly anti-union and i think like the fact that most country most workers in this country the overwhelming majority 90% plus are not in unions goes to show that like the landscape is heavily in favor of of anti-union and 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 businesses so like it's not like they're the plucky fucking underdog I think that I, needs like to be. Uh, yeah, I, I I hear what you're saying. I think it's like agree disagree because I I think that you have a valid point, but you're viewing it as like a a broader like taking the whole context of like of the union versus non-union thing, where I'm looking at more the perspective of like as a individual who's like making their own decision in a given situation, and they're just like kind of you know different paths of of like of rationales, but that's. That's fine. We're both. Yeah, we don't pro have to agree. Union. I mean, I don't think it's <laughs> at the end of the day, but, uh, but um, I guess uh, if we want to talk about um, you know, 
zones of debate and places of uh, well we should maybe take a break first before well we do that. okay yeah getting, <laughs> hold your getting, horses I'm getting buster uh, yeah i'm getting a little ahead of myself but uh, <laughs> well, we can't then, deny dalton core his uh no you know dalton must his, have his pound of flesh um well you know maybe that will just be a little sexy teaser for those who are curious to yeah to if you can decipher decipher that music. then uh um decipher that if you will um or just wait like 30 seconds and you'll hear about it sound good yeah let's do it about the most important thing of all which is um the application that we all uh log on to to quibble and uh beef with each other it's called twitter it's twitter folks i would Um, like legit be curious before we even start like of our listeners i am actually curious like how many of them even use twitter i like how many of them use twitter any of which do should be 1000 percent following (laughs) at the future is out hey um that's our Twitter account, you guys. Um, you can also follow at Mac DeGaron or at Russian Dealism. Um, but be that as it may, yeah, I think a, a vanishingly small 
proportion of American people actually have Twitters, let alone like actively use them. But it's something that we're going to go into into this in this little like bit here is that the people who, you know, the chattering classes who actually decide what happens with uh, policy and, you know, the, the, the sort of media direction of the country are and Johnny Depp memes are extremely using Twitter. Uh, they're very on Twitter and it's sort of like Twitter is like the dog run where all of the like fancy pedigree Borzois and, uh, you know, Staffordshire Terriers and, and, uh, what's another fancy dog breed? Pomeranians are, are running around and they're nipping each other's assholes and they're sniffing each other's assholes and they're shitting and pissing and, and getting mad and like, it's where everything happens, even though the overwhelming majority of dogs that live on Earth are 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 living in like slums, eating garbage. It is true. Well, do I, not even know that this dog run exists, let alone right. are are participating in it. I feel like there is a thing uh, with the dog run metaphor in, in place. That's like it is. There is something to be said that like Twitter is like actually like most people I know that don't are in our type of you know milieu brain rot world (laughs) are not in twitter but at the same time it does have a really uh outsized influence because like i at least the way i look at it is like a lot of the shit that becomes either a meme or becomes like a really popular news event or whatever like things that become culture they have to pass through twitter like to kind of gain that that level of of significance you know what i mean like it's like you can like like i know about tiktok trends because of twitter like eventually they make their way to twitter to break through or like you know about like some news event really because it got on twitter and that's where it it gained steam it's it's interesting yeah and that's where like literal politicians and like power brokers who have like literal power over like the legislature of of a nation like the united states are interacting with uh twitch streamers and comedians and fucking uh youtube influencers and so on uh and and not only are interacting with them but like require their support and like need need um um yeah their their cachet and their buy-in i mean and 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 twitter is like the meet the end-all be-all medium because it's like uh, it's interesting and like we can get into this a little bit but like the business model of twitter itself which you know the reason we're talking about it spoiler is because elon musk said he's gonna buy it and said he 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 created 44 billion liquid dollars for the purchase of the sale for the purchase of the company um which you know let alone the fact that like billionaires say like oh we can't pay these taxes or we can't like be taxed because like all of our money is tied up in all of these deals and assets it's just like literally on a whim he's just like i'm gonna spend yeah, very, 44 billion not, that's not all his money by any means no it's not it's all like, of his money yeah, at mo- all most yeah. most of it is not is came from investors and shit. i think it was only like 10 billion was actually his money of course of course um, but it just shows like yeah. how much how much liquidity you can get in a in a in a new york minute if you really want it um but yeah new york uh elon musk wants to buy twitter a company that has been famously like non not profitable and uh, a bit of a a bit of an albatross for its owners for a long time. It's like super um, significant in the culture, but really a bad business. Yeah, basically, it's like a white elephant. Have, yeah. yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> and we're gonna talk about like the the Musk 
angle. But yeah, I mean, Twitter in and of itself is funny. I mean, it's it's it is it is for better for worse. Like where it is the public agora. It is like what you know CNBC used to be, or like um you know uh people use going on like one of the three big uh main like uh um mainstream or prime time television channels and like saying their piece it's like and now it happens on twitter well i feel you, i mean you know this not to I'm be saying, like i like you obviously know yeah. this but like i think actually like a lot of people don't know that this is a fact but like for example like ev literally every single journalist that's alive like lives on Twitter, like like yeah. Twitter is like, is actually like, the main. It's the it's the it, it's the, the yoke around their neck. <laughs> it's like everything is based off of Twitter. Like, and if people deny that, they're lying. Like I I don't I'm not even like, by any means like a big Twitter user, but like every single you can take journalist, this from Mac because Mac hates Twitter. I do. I despise Twitter. Life. But it is true that like it is like in that context, right? The people who like make things appear in front of your face that are seen are all basing their feed off of Twitter. Like it is, it is just like, it's, it's, it runs, it is the first, uh, route of information for it's so much. It's the alpha and omega of like, of, of, of information insofar as, you know, even pop cultural stuff, but also financial and business news is concerned. And it's also, um political where, stuff particularly under Tr like trump like chain you know not yeah. to spend time on it but like he changed no. the game with twitter like literally would make i mean presidential announcements via twitter like like famously like the public would know about thing executive orders he was doing before his own cabinet you yeah. know it's kind of crazy to and so with that being said like you know trump is now banned from twitter for violating their terms of service but we now are looking at Essentially, what appears to be a fait accompli of Elon Musk purchasing Twitter and becoming its sort of the viceroy of 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 the fucking app and taking um, it private. Like importantly, like it, it's a publicly traded company at this point, and like if this deal goes through, he's gonna take it private, which essentially means that like it answers solely to him. Um, yeah, to and an extent, it should be noted that it's not a profitable company. It's not a company that makes money. It's just like it is. Um, just where people fucking congregate and i i mean i think if we're trying to parse the, the intentions of elon musk who you know i i i prefer not to always like wait like you know chase around like a puppy whatever he does and says because he totally does it for publicity and like um i think is just like a bit of a fucking jackal uh a bit of a just like a, a news hound in, in in a certain respect um but i think to the extent that we can expect him to actually purchase the company which is as we've said like where people debate and talk about shit in in the absence of i don't know or in the in the yeah in the absence of like a a, a profound uh i don't know cable news like we don't have people Especially because he's a super. Uh, that's a yes. the, the elf in the room is that he is a fucking like super, user, super user of Twitter and also literally the biggest troll on Twitter. I think that's like you know like one of the reasons that we're even talking about this is like yes he's like the most uh, the richest man in the world and he's buying Twitter which is like 
kind of a thing that's crazy, like on a whim, and it seemed like a meme. But he also is, you know, had, you know, he's like in the last couple of years, the SEC has, uh, has infracted him, uh, for like violating for pumping stock essentially based off of his tweets, and like this is a thing that happens all the time. Which may and well this be man at the, is at the center of this, this possibly. This deal. So okay, Max. It's so a crazy situation. How about yeah. this? As of, I'm gonna run through a timeline of sure. Of what's I think that's a good. On. That's a good. Yeah. Um, starting with this, on April 25th, Twitter accepted Elon Musk's 44 billion dollar acquisition offer, uh, which by no means means. Well, I feel like maybe we should even go a little bit further back. If you don't, well, like, no, we are. But like, okay. let's just start there, okay. yeah. and then we'll 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 gotcha. We'll dive even further in, back. in medias ras, as a, yes. as it were. So I think it, it sort of begins, I mean, you could start as far back as you want, but... Even the emerald uh, farming. Yes. <laughs> U.S. regulators said that uh, basically someone should monitor Elon Musk's tweets. And the upshot of that was that SEC regulators, um, who had the authority to subpoena the Tesla CEO, being Musk, um, urged the federal judge to not let him continue tweeting as he would because basically he was committing like a uh, stock manipulation by using his massive platform to change people's opinions on on powerful or or or, or stocks that he was interested in um, which listeners that specific thing may remember this is a couple of years ago but he famously said on a tweet that like quote i'm going to take Tesla private for four twenty a share. Yeah, that's what started that. That and whole thing, the upshot of that was that hilarious. board <laughs> members of Tesla now had to like approve any right. tweet that he made, which because, they didn't. Well, did they not? <laughs> because I, yeah, I don't. I never followed up with this, but I know that like he literally was smacked down by the SEC, and they were like, "You're doing." market manipulation Basically, yeah as of this week they he's like he's been like suing not suing but he's like been appealing courts trying to say that like essentially that's like against violating his rights he's going to bat to not have to have his tweets uh proofread yes, essentially <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah essentially well, um might be for the better but he also, this was around the same time, he called that diver a pedo guy. Right. But, well, that uh, was where he called, yeah, there was like a, <laughs> the, the, a, a cave-in in Thailand where some people were stuck in a, a spelunking cave, and he called a, a, a professional spelunking cave diver a pedophile just because he lived in Thailand. Which, to be fair, if you're a Brit living in Thailand, you're probably there for sex tourism reasons. But uh, it doesn't mean you can just call someone a pedophile. Um, I don't even know whatever happened with that, but he probably just gave the guy a bunch of money. Um, he was he was also talking about like a fucking retarded uh personal submarine that could be used to like uh rescue people from these caves, which was like had absolutely no uh, physical or <laughs> or logical application. I was like this is insane, yeah. Well, takes one to know one, doesn't it? Anyway. Um, what we're, what we're now looking at is, uh, closer to reality. Well, so on April 4th, Elon bought 9.2%, a 9.2% share of Twitter, which is pretty fucking substantial. Uh, it worked out to about $3 billion, um, uh, per, 
people's estimates at the time. So it's not nothing. And then this was at the same time that he was trying to get a board or, or a board seat, um, which happened actually the very next day. So, um, and and I will say like uh, the the CEO of Twitter, Parag Agrawal, announced it um, on the fifth, which was the day after he bought his well, share. Well, I that's let me uh, as a little slight interjection. Yeah, go so ahead, go ahead. the the color on that was uh, as it's come out, reporting has come out that he, so. He, Elon Musk bought that very large amount of shares, and it turns out that they actually offered him the board seat as a, well as a condition that he would stop buying more shares. It was it was like we're gonna give you. It was like you know if you've watched the show Succession, it's very much this way where it's come out that it was like we'll it's like keep your enemies closer. They're like we'll give you a board seat and we'll give you this sort of power so long as like you agree to like stop buying up these shares because it gives you you know obviously voting power and he basically said no and that's yeah let's you continue so, from there so yes that took place on april 5th which is it was announced that he would join the board and then it was reversed so on april 10th uh the ceo of twitter power Agarwal announced that uh psych elon musk would not be joining twitter's board um yeah, well, uh, well, explain explain what right. that is. Right, so this was, this is, you know, there's so much that's happened this time, but it was a brief, so after uh, Musk said he was no longer going to be on the board, basically the Twitter uh, higher-ups were faced with a position where literally he could just continue buying shares because he's a 150 billionaire, which means that he could overtake uh, the majority and do whatever he wants. So the Twitter board implemented this like very obscure financial play which is called a poison pill which essentially means that like after a single investor gets more than 15 percent of a stock they they essentially cap him and allow other people who own the stock to get it at a discounted rate um that's not it's it's a little bit different than that but like the the main the main thing to keep in mind is that like after 15 percent with this deal it meant that he um could no longer functionally buy more shares which is why he ended up offering to just buy out the company well that apparently happened uh the the twitter board's uh sort of um an uh, announcement of a poison pill uh uh a poison pill in the in the sort of share process which uh is is I guess technically known as a limited duration shareholder rights plan. Um happened after Elon Musk said that he was gonna essentially pay fifty four dollars and twenty cents per share to buy one hundred percent of the company and just cash out for forty three billion dollars um to take it over. Um and then after that point the very next day they said that they were gonna release they were gonna essentially I- issue this poison pill. Um, so he was going to borrow a bunch of money, including, uh, you know, uh, some of his own cash to, to, to finance the sale. He's like financers um, from JP Morgan. Supposedly he has like financers from, uh, Andrew Horowitz, which is a big VC firm. And also supposedly from Jack Dorsey, who used to be the CEO of Twitter. He's getting money from a lot of like kind of, uh, interesting places is what. It sounded like. Yeah. And so there was like, you know, there's been a lot of wheeling dealing. But then basically on the 25th of April, Twitter announced that it accepted his offer to acquire it 
at $54.20 a share uh, for $44 billion. Which nobody, to keep in mind, nobody thought would actually happen. And, like, uh, at least, like, you know, even though we talked about that Twitter's, like, not been profitable and shit, like, most people that were keeping an eye on that thought that that was, like, a ridiculous well, Here's where price. we get they into like, interesting like, territory, no... right? Because, yeah. like, yeah, it's a fucking... Twitter does not make money. Twitter is, like, a comp- is a weird thing that, like, everybody uses and has, like, this vital role in our, you know, public discourse, but is not a profitable company. Um, certainly not something that you would invest $44 billion in respecting, like, and expecting an, a return uh, anytime soon. Um, and the interesting proviso is that he can back out of the deal for just a, a billion dollar termination fee, just a, a cool billion dollars. Um, he's worth way more than that. So it's something that it's, 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 it's like not, and it, if he retains stock in the company and is able to, you know, um, pump the valuation to the extent that he can sell it, and make a lot of money like he could still make money just like on on a maneuver well this is where um, yeah i mean part this is where part of it gets like kind and of intertwined and, so and like and weird is because you know in reality like musk like like you know most of musk's wealth is like tied up in like his tesla stock and his spacex stock right like he doesn't like he himself doesn't have a bag of like 180 billion dollars and so like a lot of his whatever amount that he was putting in to buy uh, Twitter was directly tied to his Tesla stock, which is interesting because in the last week, Tesla stock is dipping hard um, because, you know, investors are not kind of thrilled that he's essentially using uh, Tesla as like as as a mean to just like have a like a fun toy. Um, and so there's a lot of people who have talked about this. They're basically saying like. There's an end route on this right like tesla's stock can only drop so much before you know the other people who are giving musk money to do this are like dude this doesn't uh make any fucking sense like you know i mean so he is like in a kind of precarious position um and i think which which this is like the meat of the stuff we're going to talk about too he's put himself into like a you know in the middle of this firestorm because like he really hasn't explained why he wants Twitter. Like he, like, like why he's he's like, why do you want Twitter? And like the the best thing that he said he is is basically this. He's like, I like free speech, and like this place should be a free speech platform, which is extremely broad and like can mean literally anything. But like in our current climate of just like brain rot, fucking people on every side, that has been translated to mean that like if you're on the right wing he's fucking messiah and jesus and he's gonna bring back trump and do all these things in a left wing it's meant that he is like going to make twitter like a nazi haven and so all of that is occurring in the backdrop of this like kind of weird deal happening at all um and what it means is that like uh twitter makes all of its money 90 percent of its money from advertising and it's you know, it's not advertising from like uh, the future's out. It's advertising from like Coca Cola and Nestle and like giant multinational corporations. And basically, like they do not want the platform to become like some just like schemey, like alt right, no hold bars thing. Yeah, they want um, to actually access 
regular people who right. buy their shit or be influenced by their advertising. Right. And so it's like, so it has to be a normie platform for them to be interested. Precisely. And it's like, so basically, uh, you know, he's put all this money into Twitter, but at the same time, he's like sort of hinted that he's going to like, you know, make it, I guess, in the cool zone for parlance of features out. But like, if he does that, he's also spooking all these like really big corporate interests. Um, so it's kind of a weird situation, you know what I mean? Because he, like, he could feasibly. This is my editorializing. It's possible he could like feasibly just like fucking burn like <laughs> fucking forty billion dollars really well, here's quickly. What I would say is that, but, like, yeah. <laughs> I think honestly, something that is like un was unpredictable until recently is that like the culture war has taken on such prominence to the point that like it has sort of engendered behaviors that are not you know that are not really materialist in their in their basis and in in a way that like what used to be the case like people are willing to take a fucking bath on buying a, a social media company just so that they can like have their own uh, opinions heard and be hegemonic in in the culture war in a way that doesn't actually has no percentage in it and that is genuinely sort of new and bizarre because i think heretofore to a large extent the culture war was a means of of pushing pushing inventory you know it was a means of selling but now it's become it's become you know an end unto itself and people are like like Elon Musk, who's so interminably online, is willing to like just take take a fucking bath to a to an extreme degree just to be the like, you know, to win the argument. You know what I mean? Which is like really crazy. I mean, like it even like, you know, it even bucks like Marxist analysis, which I think is is largely like a good way of going about understanding the world. Because it's just like people who have so much money that they've they they could not possibly understand having more or they're that they act in their own class disinterest just to like win the screaming match, uh, <laughs> which is like you know against people who sh who should not matter to them. Right. Like Elon Musk is so rich. Yeah, he, he punches down all the time. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, he should be. No one, we he he could squish any individual person like a bug, like it, with his the power that's afforded to him from his wealth, and yet he's more interested in like literally debating them on Twitter. It, it's like a, a flattening of the horizons of of what even wealth can afford you, because we're all captive to this like online space. It's honestly. <laughs> I don't know what to make. No, of it. it's a, I mean, that's a, honestly, it's a fantastic, really good point. And something I was thinking about, like a fantastic point because it, it, like, I think, you know, right before the announcement happened, me and like literally everyone that literally everyone who's being honest, like did not think it was going to happen. Right. But then it did. And I think like you're saying, once you start to like take like the old history and logic out of the equation and like start to think that this is actually a dude that is like addicted to Twitter and like is addicted to trolling and like he has infinite money and it's like he's just doing this because his manic fucky, pixie like, dream girl girlfriend wife divorce him and right you know it's just like but he's not like you know for all the things that Musk is he is not like the 
like him and Jeff Bezos are very different, right? Like, yeah, Je- like they're they're like Jeff Bezos is like the classic like Monopoly man millionaire. Like Musk, you know, he does what he does to get the money he has, but he's kind of like fucking, as like like a little teenage boy with what he does with it. You know what I mean? It's like why would he's say like, that, like <laughs> Bezos is becoming more like Musk? Like, yeah, that's true. Because that's like the way that you are rich now um in a way that's like i feel like he thought he was above but now he's like circling back to 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 sort of like you know make his mark in a way that he thought he didn't have to but now you know you do just have to like be online i mean he tweeted for like the first time in a long time um bezos did which was but yeah, I mean, like, he's literally, he was like, oh, it may be a very good thing uh, in combating China. Yeah, it was like something along those lines. Well, yeah. But it's just amazing that, like, you're, so, like, imagine, like, well, yeah, I'm holding the thought, but just it, parenthetically, like, being so wealthy that, like, you, nothing matters and that you still have to just, like, go out and spar with, like, the, the fucking freaks and the hoi polloi. Um, go ahead. So this was what this is what Jeff Bezos, who really didn't tweet much before, said right after the announced deal. He goes, "Quote: Interesting question. Did the Chinese government just gain a bit of leverage over the town square?" He was responding to a, a tweet that was saying that Tesla, uh, their biggest second market, was uh, in China. He responds after that. He says, "My own answer to this question is probably not." oh cool the more likely outcome in this regard is complexity in china for tesla rather than censorship at twitter but we'll see musk is extremely good at navigating this kind of complexity that in like douchebag billionaire term is like dig right that's like (laughs) and like i'm scared right what the fuck is happening so yeah i don't know the whole thing is quite interesting but so so on a scale of I'll do the ranking thing for you, Jonah. On a scale of one being that uh, Twitter under Musk becomes, uh, let's say, let's say the one on the scale is like Twitter ceases to exist because Musk runs it into the ground, and ten is that uh, Twitter becomes like the haven of the alt right, where there is no moderation, and literally like the next. Uh, genocide in the United States is planned with five being it just remains exactly the same as this today what do you think is going to happen if uh where's your where are you on the scale I don't know I mean like yeah I'm definitely closest to the five I don't think anything (laughs) will really change like right which is sucks and is sort of boring but it's true I mean what can you, why do you think things aren't going to change? Well, because it I seems think like a lot of people think things well, are going to change. Well, there may be some right-wing voices who are let back on. A lot of people think that he's going to bring Trump back sure, on, for example, fine. right? And like that's maybe a, he will, a, but in, in a, the name of like oh, I'm the free speech guy and like oh, I'm letting I'm I'm undoing woke censorship and it's just like fine, fair enough, but um I I I think nothing can really change that fundamentally because uh, something we were talking about earlier or like just you and I is that like Twitter exists on the back of its advertisers and like you can't really make it into like a Nazi 4chan style platform without seeing some flight of that capital um, 
I guess the only way you could, I mean, I don't think this is if true, just, but like, because he is loss. making it private, you could if you fundamentally change the business. Like, let's say that he made it like a subscription thing or something. Yeah, but you, something you else. Could. More the th- more of the point is that like it's the it is the agora in the town square, and it's where normal people. So you you think it is like because yeah. that's like that's the way that it Musk is. Has, it is has, has he's like, right. Quote, he is right. It. I mean, and like banning trump is an actual form of like censorship so you wouldn't have banned trump if you were in I'm charge not of saying twitter that i wouldn't have per se i mean like i guess if i was just like an apparatchik who had to uh keep up the you know uphold the law of the land like trump did ban break the law over and over and over again and it was just like an odious Let's say you're Jack Dorsey, though, in the middle of a Malaysian, like, uh, you know, hot stone treatment yeah, I mean, and like halfway across the country, Trump is like, you know, uh, sending tweets to well, get his mob to storm the Capitol. Is he that didn't you for know, the longest what's your, time? What's your call? I mean, I think the fact I think it's just like it tells you everything they need to know that like he literally did not do that until, until two weeks after the presidency ended. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. And un- until Trump was like literally like you know summoning his hordes to to storm the fucking seat of government like it was literally took like a physical zerg rush of 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 the capital because the whole thing is premised on like this type of sort of uh you know heady uh roiling conflict of people and like who are like spitting at each other and fighting like little little wood lice you know um so yeah i mean i think twitter's hand was forced and they absolutely waited until they had no other opportunity um i think i think for what's worth the two cents i think it's an unwinnable position for any of these companies because you know i i do agree i think that like a lot of people on my side of the spectrum totally disregard the fact the the idea that like any people are like being unnecessarily censored I, I think that's like naive there is like undue shit that happens but by the same token like there is like a whole other reaction for all these platforms that people say that it's like just this like sort of cabal for like liberal intellectuals who are just like banning people based off of their political interests and i like that's definitely not true either it's a lot more difficult but um you know liberals were any good they would have made it that but they're so incompetent that they haven't even been able to achieve it yeah i mean the case in point is like fucking like liberals are so bad that they can't even make it uh uh, like a sort of firing squad for for dissent (laughs) that the, the right wants it to be because literally you know they're so ineffectual i mean like you know well, I think not. This is a little aside, but I think it, it speaks to a lot of it. One of my buddies, not my buddies, but my coworkers, uh, did a story. Do you remember the the HBO documentary Q Into the Storm? Um, the whole point of it, it was about QAnon, and like it, it's a story exposing QAnon essentially, right? Um, that's that's the that's the whole point of it. But um, Twitter, it came out through this like guy story that Twitter had um blocked the director's account from you know spreading or promoting the show based off of something that was related to essentially like promoting QAnon they would not tell him the reason why he was blocked they would not give him like a specific like uh term or policy and like when people tried to ask after the case they couldn't say it either words so 
the reality is is that there's like judgment calls being made of all course, the yeah. fucking time Absolutely. right and i feel like if they would just like fess up to that then like we'd just be in a better off place yeah i mean i don't want to but... like go into the it like it's like it is like a secret cabal that's against her it's just like literally you can't it's just like they're hard choices well they like, are and they aren't like why is it degree. that like you have like for example it's like i mean conservatives always make this point but like you have literal dictators in other countries who have twitter accounts who are like by de facto violating terms and policies but they stay on whereas like you know you or me as an individual may break a certain policy and you're off like that's a choice right you the same oh, reason yeah, that like trump was not taken so, down until the very end even though he violated their terms and yeah, services every day i mean there's people it's, there there's political choices and like no one's trying to bring the fucking uh goddard damarung down on their head by like banning the, the people who are currently in power because then you're fucked um but it's just like come on let's, let's let's not be naive people like this is how shit works like um these are political questions and they are being determined on on in this like sort of uh rhetorical battlefield in in, in political ways um and so it's not it's not wrong for the fucking trump freaks to say to crow and scream about uh you know lib bias cuz it is a real thing but it's also just like uh yeah you're just pissy pants and sad because you lost um and i also think no but i just think like um that's just uh something that i feel like liberals are sort of sheepish about instead of like saying that like yeah we actually do have a, a hegemonic control over the culture because we most people are on our side about what the culture should look like which is correct rather they try to make it like try to like cater and say and like you know dance back and say oh no 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 like we you know everyone agrees with us and like we're not uh you know we're not we're not we're not uh we're not being um you know uh uh the the gatekeepers of culture but it's just like no you are because like you have the you're 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 using the bully pulpit in a way that you actually won't do when it comes to like actual law for instance the reason that roe v wade has been overturned today is is like you won't actually do it and you won't actually like codify something like that into law but you will make it impossible for conservatives to like I don't know, have like a cool Netflix show, which good. That would probably yeah. suck. And a misgender, and, and, like a person or something. Yeah. Like I, I fuck a, fuck a conservative. Netflix yeah. I mean, Netflix it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's complicated because of like, for example, the, I mean the, the biggest like actual complicating factor is that like these companies are all multinational. Right. And so it's like, you have to essentially pick whose laws you're going to subscribe to. But the one thing I was going to say with what you said was like, I don't, like, it's not necessarily, in my opinion, like, the lib characterization is, like, a little bit off, because, like, most of the people that I've, like, seen that work at those places, they're really not lib, and they're really not, like, conservative, or, like, uh, left-wing, they're kind of, like, their own weird subset of shit, because it's, like, they get, like, they still do, especially at Facebook, overwhelmingly go to bat to, like, not piss off conservative people you know what i mean like it sounds like liberals to me but at the same time it's like they're it's it's just like it's this kind of like 
politically. Well, like um, apolitical. I mean, they're largely apolitical, you know. But it's like engineer nerds. But like, yeah. But well, you know, yeah. I mean, that's it. Does that does bear its own whole set of questions? But and I can't really speak to that, you know, because I don't know like how much of those people think. But I do think it's true that like culturally speaking like the 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 country is like in in the camp of like this sort of liberal but not terribly left wing attitude about various things and like uh certainly wants like reproductive rights but is not ready to get like super militant um or or certainly take like too strident of a of a position um about anything and well just i mean i'll pick it i would say like so in the social media context right like the the for example like the conservative people who are being quote censored this is like what they say when they criticize like the tech companies for being like biased they are by and large not calling them like you know center of the road liberals they're calling them like socialists you know what i mean like this is like i think that's like thing is like which is this but but you know but basi- but they're like they're not they're talking about like the left they're not talking about like the, like that's right, who they're blaming that's what makes for people the, who the live thing. in like fucking Newport News Virginia shit their pants and right. like buy security systems and and sit on their porch waiting for Antifa to come <laughs> kill them because like there is no such thing as like you know the fucking radical left basically but but you are saying there is a, i mean because you you were identifying as a left and like disparaging yeah I am, libs but like, and I, like it's me and like maybe a thousand internet people it's just like it's not a, a it's not a political movement like it's just it's funny not, because that's who they think like they think that you know, are the ones that are in charge of like and if twitter only we were, but we're not <laughs> i know which is why it's so silly you know um but yeah i mean that's just just what what would galvanizes and motivates people which is you know it's unfortunate i mean it's unfortunate that it's not the truth um but that's just the sort of the the fact of the matter uh and yeah this all of this does go down on twitter and i guess if we want to just return to it for for a a a final uh touching of base like yeah like whoever owns Twitter is like, it's, it's interesting. Like we tolerate the fact that Jeff Bezos owns the Washington post. And that anytime they discuss Amazon, they have to say, uh, Jeff Bezos owns Amazon, which owns the Washington post. Um, but we allow it. And like, we allow, uh, we're probably going to allow like another billionaire to own another major media platform. But I think that's just because, you know, I mean, well, a, what, what choice do we have? But B like, um, um you know like these things sort of all have like a a built-in odometer like a built-in uh that's as far as this will go well i think what you're getting at with like because the bezos thing is like there's been a lot of people who have uh sort of made the point that you know you shouldn't take too much stock in the fact that uh musk is buying twitter because if you view twitter as just like another uh, sort of source of information and like we've had you know we saw jeff bezos do this with the washington post which i sort of get but at the same time i think we would both like acknowledge that like twitter exists in a different realm than like the washington post does right it is sort of a bit more of a 
it's not utility, but it's closer to utility than um, the Washington Post is. But but no, I mean, I, I think it's what you're saying, though. It is true that, like, the concept of, like, billionaires or just, like, wealthy individuals owning, you know, large segments of the media is nothing new. This, is, this has been a thing for a long time. I think what's not a thing is that, like, the person that owns it is literally addicted to the platform and, like, fucking, <laughs> yeah. like, calls out, you They're know, high on random people on, yeah. <laughs> on the, the, it would be like if Jeff Bezos was on the comment section of the Washington Post just, like, <laughs> calling people, like, rapists or and Or just, shit. like, in the op-eds, like, <laughs> right. like, four of the, of the nine op-eds for a given week were right. just by Jeff Bezos calling out, like, people he was pissed at, yeah. Which maybe he should, that would be yeah, kind of funny. Yeah, why not? Well, I think we'll we'll continue to pay attention to uh, you know this important important news story, super, important uh, and we'll see what happens with it. But uh, I don't know, Mac. Do you want to? Should we call it? For, yeah, it's for been a long one. Let's call. Yeah, let's call it for call. now. Um, just so you know, before we go, quick reminder, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you've been here at this point, um, to help us out, please, please subscribe if you like, hadn't. Subscribe. And, uh, give us a five star rating on the. Uh, the podcast app or whatever which one please do just like just do it it helps please Please do it all right um leave it there let's leave it Cool. cool peace